Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Hey everybody, this is uh, Lady Soulstar and this is another edition of The Artist Den. Part 2 uh, Musicians and Singers. This is, we're going to do a little bit of a mixture, recap from what last time, and a little mixture of the singers. Um, it's not just the regular singers, but we're talking about the ones in the gospel industry. On this hot July 2nd day, uh, 2018, this segment is brought to you by No, I'm Just Protected by Brandy Collier. She's is now available on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, and Kindle and Goodreads as of for now. Um, we're going to get right into the recap as well as the uh going forward now before we talked about how church musicians are disrespected um mistreated underpaid um undervalued um how it's causing stress on the family um we also talked about how the manipulation of ministry comes into play and how ministry has actually have um went down as far as the consideration of musician there's a lot of musicians that wind up leaving going to the world quote unquote leaving church because of the simple fact they're being disrespected by the church by ministry now when Christ did things now I'm not going to get preachy but I'm just going on what uh, I and my husband as well as several others have seen but when Christ recruited his disciples he filled them and sent them on their way to minister to the world i just believe if you're a church musician you should be a musician just about everywhere you go because the simple fact you're not here just to make the four walls of the church rock back and forth but you're here to change the world itself because if christ could put two people together call them disciples and send them out two by two why can't musicians go out and show integrity in the music industry but this is just my thing now I, I, I've heard you know all types of stories about even having church groupies females throwing themselves at the musicians because they think they could get a singing career or he could take and uh, record them and, and such you know my husband's told me how many times females have thrown herself at him even the more with a wedding ring on since we've been married which I think is totally disrespectful, but not gonna lay on it too tough. Um, the other part of the musicians and the musicians ministry, besides manipulation of leadership and also some of the lazy leaders that hand down the responsibilities but then take the credit and don't give people their due. That's something that the average person, I don't care how long you in God, how you trying to walk with God, what kind of gods you serve, that after a while the human mind goes places and you feel you feel cheated out of a lot. Um also too, there's another aspect I wanted to bring up to light because it's not really pushed upon or spoken upon. It is the female musician. I've seen being from Philly, I've seen drummers, bass players, guitar players, um, keyboardists, uh, horn players of all types that are female, but they're so, oh, and organ players too, but they're so scattered and so pressed upon 
you know, the competition is even real. I've watched some women have to pay their due twice as hard as a man. And then it turns into a competition that it shouldn't be, especially amongst an African-American church. I can only speak for that. I would love if people would come listen in, drop an email comment to me. Um, at the end of the show, I'll, I'll drop it, but to, I'll let you know, LadySoulStar at AOL.com. If you would like to drop a comment or a question about what we're talking about today. Um, yeah, that whole situation with musicians, with leaders, and the whole, you know, low man on a totem pole thing. But even in the Bible, with King Jehoshaphat, they sent the dancers, the singers, and the musicians forth before battle. How many churches have y'all gone to where there was absolutely no music and the spirit couldn't wiggle through a doorknob, let alone try to get around what was going on in the atmosphere? Music is important. But the musicians, the dancers, and the singers are the most disrespected. And there's actually a shift. There's not saying more, more, less, less. No, there's a shift. They're like a sideshow, you know, like a side, like an afterthought. But if they didn't come up, they wouldn't, the, the pastor's job would be so much more harder. And they have to teach so much more and preach and hoop and holler. It makes it easier to have somebody soften the blow for you. Kind of like a pre-soak before spin cycle. You know how you got to wash clothes with pre-soak? Yeah, kind of like that. But, you know, um, nobody seems to care about that. Nobody seems to think that that's uh, relative, if you will. And it's sad because you get a lot of good people who have given up on God, on church, and on the music industry as a Christian because of the way, the lack of integrity, Christian artists, Christian churches, leaders, um, record labels have treated their own. And then they'll take and say, well, you're going out in the world, you know, you're going to go to hell, but you forget about the hell that you done put people through trying to scam them out of their dollar in the name of Jesus. It's not ever talked about because a simple fact, they'll just say it's the industry. It's all one. My husband even says there's no such thing as a gospel industry, but there's an industry. So with Ty Tribbett even carving out his own niche in Sony and making a gospel division of Sony, which is about time, it also shows that there's progression. For all the blood, sweat, and tears that man went through in his personal life as well as his ministry, the ups and the downs, to be able to do that is a phenomenal feat. Pushing right along, I don't want to, you know, get too far in because I also want to talk about the singers. I have seen some singers lose their voice because of a ministry. I have seen singers lose their thoughts, their mind frame, their even their love for God, especially if they are a praise team or praise member of, you know, the praise team people, those seem to get under the most attack and have the most saddest lives. Their personal lives is just like trash because, because of their gift, their prostitute is so much so and told so much so to the church that they don't have a personal life. That it's almost like a, because the God-given gift of their voice is almost like slavery. It's one thing to serve and serve unto the Lord, but if you got people there more 
or as much during the week as their job that they got to pay bills with. And then you wonder why folks is gaining weight in church because they're being suppressed. They're being pressured. They're being pushed to do things that, you know, it's not comfortable because it's not right. We're not talking about the stuff that God does to shift you and put you in the place. I said I wasn't going to get preachy, but I'm sorry. But and what life does to shape you and mold you. Because, you know, everybody on here who's listening to this, they've been through some sort of trial, struggle or triumph to make their art great, to make their art express. There's some sort of blood that was shed to take and make their art, their talent great. So be that as it may, when you get people who fought so hard to get where they are and you get people who don't have no clue about their fight and minimize it and see there's a lot of that minimizing other people because you can't either relate to their story or their story is above your head or because you've never had to struggle as maybe hard as the people that you that you know the talented people that you use for your ministry for your video for your songs excuse me um you kind of like shove them over and you do them over and you you make them you make them look foolish you know, but then put in Jesus' name on top of it. That's not fair. And God ain't in that. And even with the singers, who protects the singers from the pastor? There's been some singers I've watched be just stripped bare. And I am not talking nothing spiritual. I'm talking about life. Stripped bare. Lived so much for the pastor, their personal life just fell apart live so much for the pastor they never took the record deal they never recorded the song the church said they was going to record the song but it was just to keep you put because they didn't want your gift shared out there and they not get a cut of it so why not keep you there for the tithes and the offering at least like at least he gets a cut out of that and i'm not bashing christianity but these are the horror stories you don't hear about and when there's a pound of flesh there's a pound of sin no matter where you go, no matter if you Muslim, no matter if you Hindu, if there's the human logic that has anything to do with it, there's always going to be an ounce of something evil or something that's opposite of what you're trying to do. It's just the way, you know, it's just the way it is out of life. Um, this is the problem that I have is because I've seen good people, um, good singers. I watched them lose their voice. I watched them lose their mind. I watched them get pregnant by other leaders and then get turned into the piece of crap and a whore. You know, um, kind of like before Leandra Johnson came out, there was a couple of women that were like that. And they wound up going back to the bar stool and never looked at Jesus again because there were some undercovers that have just destroyed their spirit, took advantage of the fact. I mean, I know some prostitutes and that were like the most bangingest singers when they came to this church and they wanted to go for God and they wanted to sing for the choir and record. And because they were prostitutes at one point in their life, they still was treated like their sin, like the hoes that they were. And they had to either walk away and go back to where they were or go to another church. But because of the immaturity that's loud being allowed into the body of Christ, I said I wasn't going to get preachy again, but it looks like that's where it's going. Um... You got so many pastors and immature leaders are ruining good people just to cover their tracks, whether they're whether they're in the music ministry or not. Um, the whole click thing. 
you know, if we're supposed to be one body and we're supposed to be all Christian, like they're saying, you know, in the Bible, you know, we're all one part of one body and all types of good stuff. Why is it that there are cliques that will help one another elevate? And it's usually the mediocre ones that don't go no place with they gift, no place with they may get one good hit album and then 10 years later, they're still riding on a hit album. And then the ones who actually need the help, they're blocking the doors. They're blocking everything that could possibly push them and propel them forward. I've seen it done with so many great artists that just are sitting. If they're not shackled to the Bible because of whatever type of views the pastor they're under have, if they're not shackled to other people's thoughts and manipulations, if they're not shackled by people who rob you in the industry, and like I said, and putting Jesus' name on it, you get so many singers who have recorded albums and never made mainstream. Now, me being a Philadelphian, and I um, I applaud Jermaine Dolly because he came out and he did his thing. He pressed and pressed and pressed. Everybody thinks Jermaine Dolly just popped up on the scene. He did not. He put in the work back when he sang for Todd Tribbett, even after that. He put in the work. And then for him to have a syndicated radio show, I, I'm from the same neighborhood as he is. I am super duper proud of him. And shots out to him. Um, also, too, you know, there's a difference even with male and female singers because there's always a difference between male and female because of division. You know, um, a lot of women have to put up or shut up to, to, to sort of like get ahead. Um, that's both in and outside of the church. So, you, any can you imagine as far as the industry? Um, I'm not going to touch on the homosexual thing because somebody is like popping up thinking, well, what about homosexuality? <sighs> For clarity's sake, when I talk about people having to put up or shut up, or having the manipulation, I put it for across the board for everybody, whether they're gay or straight or not. I am not going to single out the LBGT community within the church because that right there is more of a sermon to do that. But we are sticking it as far as where it comes to the artist. Now, have I seen some manipulative men who are sh portraying straight, have a wife and kids, but have their best singer on their album sleeping with them? In the name of Jesus, have I seen it done? Have I heard it done? Have I seen the victims from it? Yes, I have. Um, have I heard of women doing the same thing? Yes, I have. Uh when there's an inch of flesh, there's a pound of there's a pound of sin somewhere. So with that being said, I really want to focus on the manipulation and the abuse and what's going on and what why so many are going out of the church because they're not being sent out like they should be. That's the thing. Nobody is sending out these talented people because they want the revival. Everybody catch the Holy Ghost and say to play the same three notes. Uh, this is not necessarily a Christian podcast, but this is what we're talking about as far as the gospel industry and church. There's so many good people you hear and you see that are poor and broke because folk won't buy their records, but they'll get it off of YouTube or the downloads is so low. They're like, OK, but everybody's hearing my music. Because they didn't got it off of a bootleg. Um, there's singers that are 
pouring their hearts out and are getting robbed at the same time that people are talking about but in Jesus name there's whole musicians that pour out whole albums whole records whole things they just like are phenomenal should have gotten millions upon millions of dollars and they're getting peanuts because either they type a contract that they've signed or because the distribution is not as great as it looks because there's a lot of people who don't get their just due because of the bootleg and the freebie people everybody wants a hookup but don't nobody want to acknowledge the indie artists the indie artists and the independent artists is where it's at i'm just saying marry marry before they got mainstream they were independent artists they didn't always have a record label they did their stuff on their own until i support those who are indie until somebody mainstream picked them up but they've already done the groundwork and have their personality they've already had the stuff to make it on their own so that they'll be like uh there'll be a blueprint and they don't have to change who they are they can fight to stay who they are for instance like janelle monet i, I happen to like her and I like some of her music. Now she's coming out with her sexuality. That's none of my business. Um, I judge people solely on their art. This is why this is the artist. And now when I want to talk about that particular thing, that is another podcast. But I like her as an artist because she reminds me of Prince. And because Prince is her mentor or was her mentor. I still say is because, you know, Prince, the purple, the purple king, you know purple passion purple rain all of that he still he still has a very big influence on the industry and see he was one of those ones that did and gave and did have publicity of people watching him there needs to be more people like him that give put out without people watching them and without looking for something in return but what happens is even in church life there's a lot of people who will pour out until they deplete it and then they can't get up too and so now they've helped people get up and those people that stand and is looking at them like, Shh, if I was you, I wouldn't have done it, even though they benefit from you pouring out. There's such an oddness and an imbalance to the creative arts when it comes to the church, because the creative arts as a whole is an extension of God. At least that's how they put it. And for you not to be able to be a painter, a dancer, a writer, a poet, an actor, a singer and or a musician or a dancer and without going through extra ridicule but even in that bible the arts are in there yes on several occasions singing and dancing there's a whole book that's full of songs called psalms they were sung they were written they were played but yet when you talk about creativity it gets stifled and cut short not based on what god say but based on opinion what is killing the arts today whether you're a gospel artist or whether you're a mainstream artist is opinion people can't grow if the opinion is narrow when it comes to the arts that's just me the opinions of people sometimes the encouragement can be great to further flourish and to further expand out but there is some critics out there they is who I'm going to call them. They, they, they. They run their mouth so much and destroy so many good artists because of what they think would work and have never played the note. They think of the business side to the point that they'll kill the concept or the mind frame 
or the creative juices of the artist and then I'll look at them like well that's not my fault I could say Whitney Houston one of the biggest ever and one of the saddest tragedies female singer she couldn't hold her own without drugs and one of my favorite people when I was growing up because she could tear gospel up as well as pop but the problem was where the world accepted her her home rejected her I don't care how anybody else puts it and even with the new movie coming out on July 6th simply titled Whitney they can't say no more than what they've already said pretty much the church and opinion killed Whitney because no matter how many times she tried to go home the doors was closed and you could tell who were the gatekeepers to keep her out there to make that money were also the ones that's going to be commenting how much they miss her, how much they love her on the movie when they really loved her paying the bills. You know, there's many more Whitney Houston's that are out here and didn't even get to make the mainstream height of fame and status. They, need, they got killed along the way because of what? opinion has done and I got another thing talking about something what about Beyonce <sighs> okay I say this and I know somebody's probably not going to like me but she's an artist she's a singer she will never be better than those who have blazed the trail for her to do this the reason why I say it, the trailblazers always have made the worst, the best, and the greatest sacrifices. She's still young in the game. You know, 35, 36. That's when Prince, who she got, now who she got uh, compared to, and Michael Jackson. Prince was just getting started. Remember, the man was 57 when he died. You know how many more albums came from 34, 35, wherever she's at, to 57 and still had unreleased material? And he was an originator, so it was hard. She was not, it was nothing regurgitated about him. He stood out and it was a lonely place being a trailblazer. I say this, and I don't want no flack from the Beehive, but. I've seen Beyonce before. I see the elements of those who have come before her in her performance. Diana Ross, Tina Turner, Michael Jackson and Prince. They all did this stuff on stage. I even say even to the point of Elton John because I think Lady Gaga is a female Elton John. You know, even though that's the godmama of his baby. I think, I, I just think you know, this next generation is just nothing but an extension of what came before when it comes to the artists, when it comes to the music. Um, even this, the using their marriage and their marital uh, situation or not situation to make sales, you know, that's been done before, but it's just been done in a different light. You know, um, Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, they put out this album and somebody else has done that before you know it just wasn't because of the times it's more poignant and it's more in your face but 
before there was Beyonce and Jay-Z, I hate to say it, but there was a Sonny and Cher, and they had a show. They recorded together. And she did it, you know, Cher is 70, and could still probably pull the numbers that, if not Beyonce have, if not better. And I don't have no uh, statistics on that as of yet, but my next cast and the artist, then I will come up with numbers. If I'm wrong, I will correct myself. But there's just some people who have done it and have done it to the high, high best. And no, the only difference between now and then is because of the money. They didn't get paid. James Brown didn't get paid, but James Brown set the tone. James Brown was also the one of the most sampled people. Okay, Michael Jackson, he was a business guru. Everybody thought he was the sweet innocent dude, but he was very, very shrewd. Some of you singers have to learn, and you musicians have to learn. Your business acumen should never change, even if your name and your claiming is Jesus. Because, okay, all these people I mentioned, they was either Christian or either a Jehovah's Witness. Um... But and they kept to true to their faith, but kept true to they also their money. Michael Jackson, you know how many catalogs of other artists he owned plus his? Ray Charles owned his own rights to his own music long before African Americans was able to do such. Did they get paid like this new generation? Nah, because you know things have changed. But did they do it first and do it better? In order to make it easier, I remember Prince walking around with slave on his face because of what the industry and the record company had did to him. He was standing out there. He was protesting because what blacks go through in the industry. You have rappers who've gone through. I'm not going to get onto them uh, in their own light, but rappers who've gone through. You know, some of the crazy stuff, like even with, of all people, Luther Campbell, who go on the court, civil rights, Supreme Court over rapping because of what he said. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, back in the day, you know, that was the club hits. That was what you, what you, what you put out there. You know, Uncle Luke, even now the new generation know them, which I was surprised. I went to a barbecue and like this little 19 year old was popping it. And I looked and I said, wait a minute, that's from my era, boo-boo. You ain't even 20 yet, but you know about it. But apparently, music transcends generations. You know, I listen to some of what my mom puts out. You know, my mom grew up with some of the oldies. I am a big Marvin Gaye fan. think he was just taken from us so early. It just is not fair. And I like the Temptations. Um... I like old school as well as I like some rock, some classic rock. And then I like some of the pop stuff. I don't, I listen to Sly and the Family Stone, but they was a trip. But they did it first. See, some of the first pioneers need their space. Need not to be tarnished and not have to be touched. Because there's so much room for the newbies that the first ones should never be replaced. And to feel like you have to erase your history to feel like you're validated in this industry is a problem. Albertina Walker, you know, um, she did her thing uh, as far as the gospel industry. 
We have Mahalia Jackson. You know, nobody could sing like this woman. And nobody ever tried because there was no comparison. There's just some things you just leave alone because they went through a struggle you never will ever have to face. Thomas A. Dorsey, who wrote majority of the Negro spirituals and the classic gospel gospel uh, hymns that are standards in the books you see when you go in the church. He wrote out a tragedy. He wrote some of the very standards that they take and remix and repile and try to do all this old stuff to. One of the main things that drove him was the pain of him losing his only son to drowning. He took that pain and he wasn't even a church going dude and he wrote the hymns that made church worth sitting through. There's people out here who will do it, who can do it, who have done it, who are doing it. But there's now more barriers. I'm going to even go as far as women, as far as singers, Maggie Moss Clark and the Clark sisters. Now, if you ever see their unsung and their documentary, they went through pure hell from mom and from the Church of God in Christ. I personally think that um, because women have had it harder as far as music, as far as the industry, as far as you having to know your stuff, you having to duck, jump twice as hard, you have to not be seen as an idiot. There's a whole multitude of women that have been pulled, pushed, pulled, and just pushed and left behind. And I, and I think the Clark sister was very much one. I'm so glad Snoop Dogg pulled them out and did, did an album with them. I'm so serious because they were some of the most disrespected women who did the most powerful thing it wouldn't be the gospel industry wouldn't be where it is without the clark sisters because nobody did what they did and were women they lost a whole lot to get where they are and when they stopped making albums like that years ago i understood because the fight that they had the loss that they had there's a sister that don't even perform perform with them because she got pregnant and she, you know, she lived that life when they were touring. Yeah. So when you talk about the industry, gospel, talking about the industry, church, the integrity, the classism, the racism, the sexism, the elitism, the gender, the gender attacking because women were so attacked in church. It's not even funny history wise so you get these newbies that come in and want to pluck them to the side and I want to talk I, I've done this I've done that you know I want to talk about rap in the next segment but as far as I'm concerned you know it's the same it's probably much the same if not worse but also too I wanted to deal with the gospel dancer I know you're like gospel dancer what is that there is a whole industry of gospel dancers and artists who are coming up, who want to do drama, who want to do things. It's not just people who are like Tyler Perry that write the plays and write the movies. There's a whole phenomenon in that area where there is very little headway. I know a sister who does an awesome job of um, record, well, recording her rehearsals and she does it with a bunch of neighborhood kids and she pulls them in and she does wonderful work.
but the hell she had to go through from the church. My problem is this. Anything that gets our youth off the street, whether they're playing, whether they're singing, whether they're dancing, is a beautiful thing. Anything to expand the mind, which is why I'm a big fan and avid lover of the arts. It has to expand your mind. If your mind is contract, you live a contract lifestyle. Matter of fact, after you read this, after you read, read about some of these people that I mentioned, and after you maybe heard this, go to a museum. Go to a show. Go to something that is out of your comfort zone and just see the beauty and creativity. Because creativity is a beautiful thing. That's just that's just my, my suggestion. Singers. Um, the level of disrespect between men and women. Um, the the insecurity that comes with having to deal with um, it's a lot of stuff. It's like this level of insecurity that's not right. It's not. The level of insecurity that comes in because of the competition and you know, I've come into churches where the pastor will try to outsing the praise team just to prove he got notes. I mean, he got notes, but whether they was right, that was a whole other story. Because some of you claiming, you know, you uplift the people and whatnot, and you're playing competition right in front of everyone's eyes. That's not cool. Um, wow. There seems to be a fire in the building that's out the block from me. Wow. That was loud. But yet again, this is another edition of the Artist Den. Wow. That was really unexpected. But right. The Artist Den. Where independent artists come, listen, and gather. I'm going to eventually put out for forums and put out for people to be guests in the near future when we're going to talk about some other subjects that have very poignant things to talk about and I'm also taking on suggestions you listen to this you have a suggestion my email address is ladysoulstar at aol.com that's l-a-d-a-y s-o-u-l S-T-A-R at AOL.com And this segment was brought to you by No, I'm Just Protected by Brandy Collier. No, I'm Just Protected is a Christian fiction which is dealing with a woman named Sylvia Peterson. She lost her husband who was the love of her life. It took almost her entire life to realize that he was the love of her life, but it they were only married for a short period of time and then he died. And there is so much that goes on with this because of the simple fact the cops are looking at her. The church that the man ran, a man a guy ran, is looking at her and the family as far as for answers and as far as whether they killed him or not. So I implore you to get to this book. It's a newbie, just came out in March of this year, and it's on Amazon.com, Kindle, and BarnesandNoble.com, and she's also on Goodreads. Um, she's looking for people to give good reviews and to read and give honest commentary. So, 
I implore you to take and help out and to do such. Now, this last 10 minutes of this, I'm going to devote to, and we're not going to do a recap, recap, but we talked about singers, we talked about the things that have been done, we talked about from the from the perspective where it came from. Um, we're going to get onto the business aspect of it, where as far as your contracts and what you need to sign and what you need to know going into meetings, but I just wanted to deal with the stuff that does not get talked about. You know, there's a lot of musicians and a lot of singers that know nothing and they get taken for granted. They don't know that they can protect themselves, even singing in church. Don't you know the word no is the best thing in the world? The thing of it is this, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to get preachy, but for those, this is a gospel edition. I'm going to tell you this. The first ministry you have is your family and is your home life. If you cannot take that, if that is an utter chaos on purpose because the simple fact that church wanted to monopolize or the ministry would monopolize all of your time, then you failed. You're not supposed to do that. You failed simply. And the next thing you need to wonder is how can you get it back? There's some songwriters and some poets who get slammed because in the middle of that writing music and writing lyrics you know the rappers the poets the songwriters they seem to uh get much disrespect and what happens is is the fact that they're only good for one thing in the eyes of others So, we also need to understand that the songwriters and the writers are just as important. But the problem is when you want to identify and pull apart every little nugget and cranny and say, well, these are greater than those you've already messed up. The publisher is just as good as the author. The musician is just as good as the writer and composer. The singer is just as good as the musician, because without none of those things, would you have the music you need? So, in hindsight, I wanted to also put out there that the next edition of the Artist Den is going to be devoted to dancers, because I have dancers reach out to me and talk to me about the fact that they've had to choose either dancing for church or dancing for the world, and they don't understand that once you're filled up with whatever you're being given and being sent out that you're supposed to have integrity on those terms as well to show the world what you can do. I think artists are the tapestry that keeps the world going. I think if we didn't have music, if we didn't have singing, if we didn't have movies, cinema, laughter, art, as far as sculpting and painting, you know, um, books, we would be a very clueless and dead society because art is mark art was like markers of history in every culture and every civilization, no matter what culture you are. Art was the most important thing. When archaeologists go looking for civilization, they look for their artworks and they look for how they lived. Those are the things that are vital. Then it comes to the education and the um and how things were governed. 
that comes always come a little later but if they can find art from another civilization it opens up a tapestry of knowledge that's never been is a beautiful thing so the dancers is going to get their spot next um, show and we're going to deal with some of what the gospel dancers have to deal with as well as what they have the same issue as the singer and the dancer when they want to step out and they're being persecuted to step out when they want to press forward and go into an arena or into an area that not necessarily have been I say supported so they don't know where to go or how to go about it and because they have been left high and dry they're like being thrown to the wolves because they want to step out and sometimes I understand stepping out sometimes it's wrong but then there's times you have to step out to save yourself because of what you're going back home to you you play and you sing to create a space for you to escape you write to create a space for you to escape it's your safe haven you dance and do those movements and arch your back and point your toes. You pick up the brush or the pen, hit the paper or the canvas to make your mark, to let your mind expand. Because all those things take your mind to execute them in a perfect manner. Perfect to you, but not perfect to everybody else, if that makes sense. So what you do is you sit here and you fight for what your blueprint is as far as your gift and as far as your art as far as your culture what you do for culture's sake well it's about that time I would love to stay on here for you I would love to stay on here with you I would love to talk forever forever ever forever ever but I have to get to another broadcast so therefore I have to end this one and I want to end it on a positive note and say all of you creative people out there who dare to go above the glass ceiling, pick up a hammer and smash it. Pick up a paintbrush and paint it. Pick up the clay, turn it into something else. Pick up the, the instrument and play it down. Sing it down with your voice. Dance through it. The sky is not the limit, but the limit also ain't the sky. Put your art, put your work, put your worth, put who you are into the stratosphere above and beyond your norm and watch where it takes you. This is the artist then. I am Lady Soul Star. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Peace.